0: But, you know, just looking at what's going on, and maybe this is why I need the water, the roller coaster on the markets just continued yesterday. It was down again. And one of the biggest stories of the day was that Anglo-American story suspending dividends. And that it promptly got slaughtered by the market. But considering the state of mining industry in South African arena and commodities
1: globally, why was the market so surprised by this? Sakina, I guess because it goes way beyond just suspending the dividend. Um, You're right, you know, in in, in terms of of where we see the global commodity cycle and specifically the mining industry in South Africa, I I guess we should not have been surprised. But along with the announcement that it will be suspending its dividend for the second half of this year, as well as the full 2016, they also announced quite significant restructuring and, and downsizing. And I think it was really in that area where, although the market is pleased about the fact that its balance sheet is that they're clearly doing this to protect their balance sheet and to protect their solvency. I think the fact that they are going to to um, reduce the number of operating divisions down to just three divisions, and the fact that they will be reducing their operations and their workforce by um, as much as 60%. You know, um, uh, the target is that the um, employees will reduce to to just about 50,000. Those were really, I think, the things that the market looked at and said, "Sure, you know, is, is this?" A what, what has happened to the former glorious, um, massive global mining company that we used to, to know? So I think defining is doing what is absolutely necessary for the market. And um, although it's, it's very painful to look at the restructuring that they've announced, I think at the same time it's important to see how they are positioning the, the company, not just for the next up cycle Because I think often that's the case that you sort of see in the in the darkest days that, that things are being positioned for a growth phase. I think um, team is really positioning Angos for a sustainable business. They are looking at only retaining those businesses that they believe actually has long legs, long-term prospects, and very importantly, I guess, when coming back to the issue of the dividends, they will only be interested in, in businesses that are able to be cash flow positive through market cycles. And I think that's an important one if you're looking at, at Angles as a, as a dividend payer. You want businesses there that actually have the ability to pay dividends even during the times of, of um, negative uh, commodity cycles as we're currently experiencing.
0: Mm. And then the Reserve Bank, uh, they released the, uh, the quarterly report yesterday. Was there anything in there to support the decision by Fitch and SNP to downgrade our credit rating last week?
1: Well, yeah, I'm afraid, yes, there was. You know, I think certainly the, when you look at the, at the current account deficit in particular, not surprising to see why Fitch and S&P decided to adjust our credit rating outlook um, late last week. Um, so the, the headline number sort of that there is a lot of focus on is the current account deficit, which uh, deteriorated to 4.1 percent of GDP. Um, and as we spoke yesterday about, this is not just about the lack of exports, but it's also very much premised on, on the size of the imports. And of course, the cost of of those imports, considering the, the RAND depreciation that we've seen. So really, the focus should be a lot more also on what can we do to reduce our import bill, not only try and boost our export bill. But the third leg to all of this is, is the current account deficit is a ratio. So it is expressed as a percentage of GDP. So as our GDP contracts and declines and gets a smaller and smaller number, that percentage of, um, that percentage ratio increases, and it's certainly the forecast to continue increasing, this 4.1% came off a base of 3.1% just the previous quarter, and it's expected to, to um, exceed 6% in the near future. And This is really one of the major concerns that the credit ratings agencies have, because that current account deficit really has to be funded by foreign portfolio inflows. And if you don't have the the, the support of capital inflows, you you don't have a means to actually pay for that current account deficit. And unfortunately, this becomes a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because should we be downgraded to below investment grade it means that there's a whole lot of bond investors that will no longer be allowed to invest in South African bonds and will severely and significantly impact our inflow specifically from bond portfolio investors and that certainly will affect the current account deficit even further but this sounds very depressing for a week mm, so morning. It I does, think we it really does, <laughs>
0: indeed um, I'm not sure you know, how much better this is going to be but it's seems that the worst of the heat wave is over, at least for now, Narina. Um We've had a bit of rain in recent days and recent weeks, um, in some parts of the country at least, but what is the outlook for the agricultural sector and for maize in particular?
1: Yeah, you're right. That that certainly is not much better because um, as welcome as the bits of rain is that we've had, it's not really been anywhere enough to, to support the agricultural sector. The water table is still quite low. So, Certainly, this drought is also the, um, not not only if, um, affecting South African agriculture, but there's really a lot of global weather patterns that is that is affected by this El Nino effect. Um, and, and so we can expect this drought and the very hot conditions to continue for the next couple of months. What that does mean is that there's really not sufficient maize in the country to sustain our own con- internal consumption requirements, and we will be required to import maize. So, so what is that really? mean, well, there's an interesting sort of um, angle in terms of just the logistics, of actually importing it. You know, a lot of our of our ports and harbors and so on are really geared for exports. They're not that great for bulk imports. So that's going to be an interesting adjustment that is required um, just purely from a logistical point of view. But I think for me, one of the interesting things would be to see to what extent this affects our food inflation. And of course, it is going to push up um, inflation that is affected by maize and by wheat and by a soft commodities. But um, maybe to try and end this morning on a slightly more positive note, one of the interesting um, benefits that we might actually see from this is as cattle farmers um, cannot really afford to buy the necessary feed for their cattle, they tend to then therefore slaughter a lot more cattle in, in such a maize crisis mm-hmm. or drought, and, and it might actually result in lower meat prices. So who knows, maybe that braai over Christmas will be a little bit less heavy on the pocket than it would have been. Previously, <laughs> well, there's the good news we were Absolutely. hoping for. So we've
0: ended it on a positive note. Uh,
1: in any event, so that's good. <laughs> Indeed, it was. I really had to dig deep for that one, but we managed to find the find the positive story for the morning.
0: Okay, so I'll send you off to find some more for tomorrow morning. <laughs> Thank you so much, Narina. <laughs> Thanks. And that was uh, a Narina Fissa, strategist at ETFSA. One
1: hundred four point four. The home of SAFM in Durban. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.